1: Hello, 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 and welcome back to the second episode of our brand new National League Preview show. And I can't believe the time's rolled around already, to be fair, Lauren. Can you? How has your week been?
2: Oh, you know, it's been uh certainly one of ups and downs. Um, but it's it's definitely going from up to down. Um for those that know, know. Uh, but you know, I I am very excited. It's been a whole week. I've been living and breathing the National League.
1: That's what we love to
2: hear. And you know what? I've actually committed to the bit. I don't think you believed that I would have done, but I committed to the bit that we spoke about. Yes, so
1: for for obvious reasons, people watching on YouTube will be able to see this, but people just choosing to listen on Spotify and other platforms will probably not realise that. uh, Last week I said Lauren should turn up as a referee and she's made... She's made uh, steps for that to happen. She's got yellow and red cards, and she's got a little bit of a a black t-shirt on as well, which you could say is a bit of a refereeing outfit. So, yeah,
2: fifteen p. This did really committing to uh, to this podcast. There, fifteen whole pennies was spent on this
1: outfit.
2: Inflation,
1: inflation. So, so with that being said, I think a good place to start tonight would probably be with your little dissection of your game of the week which was uh walking versus Hartlepool so do you want to take that away and tell me what your thoughts
2: were uh why not you know why not um so first things first it was a nice tv game which I don't know if everyone every team seems to have this sort of curse but it somehow seems that every single tv game is one of the most uneventful like boring tv like games like you you think that they'd show up for the tv but I don't know if like you're scared of the tv or what but just oh it was so I mean there was a little bit of excitement don't get me wrong um the goals were pretty good that the, the went in there was a there was a goal that well it definitely right there's no argument it definitely went over the line for Haliball it was it was definitely over the line uh and we love a little bit of uh controversy because obviously some players when he was it, it was it wasn't given for those that didn't follow the game um the goal wasn't given but it seemed like it was because it was there was a foul and when you point in the direction of the foul it's also looking like it's to the center circle so there's lots <laughs> of confusion on the uh the pitch including the keeper angrily throwing the ball away thinking he's conceded a goal um but you know uh, I'm also enjoying the the sort of argument as to whether the foul was given for an offside but there was no flagging by the linesman or I think it's suggested that the goalie was fouled but after it they got the ball out of the net. Either way, that was a nice little bit of excitement and a little bit of sort of difference in the game, but other than that, I mean, when watching the game, there was um there was a, a great uh, attempt on goal and you know what, the commentators were saying it was an awful save that went out for a for a corner I thought it was brilliant, I don't know what they were on about, it was one on one right, and um, it was so on target and he has to dive down to his side and save it right? he might have been able to not let it go out for the corner but they were saying it was the world's like, well they weren't saying it was the world's worst Goal, like <laughs> save, right? Like, let's be honest, they weren't saying that, but they were saying you'd be disappointed with it. I was like, I thought that was brilliant. I'd be so proud of that. Uh, very much, like, I'm not healthy, but I've got to
1: be honest. I've never seen somebody that doesn't play the goalie position be so passionate about goalkeeper saving the national league before. It's quite, it's quite impressive. I,
2: I just think that the poor guy was absolutely slated for this goal. Like, they just kept going on about for, uh, for the save. Like, they kept going on about. The poor quality of the save, and I—I I thought it was decent. I—I I felt like poor guy, just being being told he was rubbish when I thought he was perfectly fine.
1: So for me, I think one of the like the the things I task you with this segment is we talk because I I bang the drum on, on the review every week and say about how the further down the pyramid you go, the worse the officiating levels become. In terms of the isolated refereeing performance for this game that you took in, was there any sort of obviously apart from apart from the the goal of course, but was there any sort of like questionable yellow re- like card or red card maybe decisions that didn't go like a team's way that you thought the referee had a proper, proper stinker on?
2: Not particularly. I didn't think there were major stinkers. Um bearing in mind for those that don't know my my up to down uh joke meant that I missed watching the game live or listening to the game live. So someone at home might tell me that there was an absolute stinker. But from what I could see, like, there was a bit of confusion and it could have been a bit clearer. But I don't think that there was particularly any awful refereeing decisions that I was like, that's wrong. Like, you've you've got that one really wrong. Other than the, the ball going over the line. Um, I mean I
1: mean that's quite a big a big like that, it, that, obviously right?
2: that is that is a big one um and I think it depends what they've given the foul for because the foul on the the goalie was after the goal like the goal should have stood if if it was that but he was he was offside but like the liner didn't go so I'd and maybe give him a yellow for being a bit confused and a little bit like not clear and not really leading it. But I didn't see any decisions that were like heavily, heavily contested, and everyone's like, "You've done, you've done that one wrong."
1: That that's unusual for a referee in performance in the national league. To be fair, I can guarantee that that won't become the norm when you do this segment. Um, well, I mean,
2: Grant Grant might tell us that I'm wrong, but. I, I well, haven't seen anything that's gone well to be fair anyone might tell me I'm wrong but that's
1: what I was gonna say and I think this is a this is probably an obvious question that I'm gonna ask you anyway but I'm gonna ask mm-hmm. to get Rib Grant a little bit but in terms of like a neutral persuasion um what how do you think the who do you think got the better sort of what I'm trying to say who, who do you who think got the rubber? the green no so who who do you think the point suits most? That's what I was trying to say. Like, ah, is, it, yeah. is it a better point for uh Walking or is it a better point for Hartlepool? From my opinion, if you look at the league table, it's definitely a better point for Walking because obviously it now pulls them level um with South End. Uh although South End yeah. do have two games in hand, which will, could obviously cause a problem, but South End are in some pretty bad form themselves at the minute. So I think Walking will take confidence and also from the point of the little um, wager that me and Grant have on Oldham and Hartlepool table finishes, it, it was a good result for me because it then also puts Hartlepool, uh, let me just remind Grant, so it puts Hartlepool eight <laughs> points clear of us, uh, sorry, it puts Oldham eight points clear of Hartlepool, um, which, which, is, which is always nice. Yeah, with we, uh, two games in hand still, so I, I'm looking forward to your uh, charitable donation, Grant. I can't wait. <laughs> Um,
2: but well, now I I completely agree that it's definitely a better point for Woking than it is for uh, Hartleypool. And to be fair, um you can tell that in the in the sort of match reviews from both teams where um Woking were like oh, denies denies um pull the point and then they they seemed yeah. really optimistic about it and then Hartleypool were. I mean obviously again it was like 90 plus was it 90 plus 1 the goal or have i just made that up yeah it was uh, 91st minute so it, it was like a last minute sort of equalizer so that's another thing to think about but yeah it's especially with woking being so in and around the the drop at the moment it's definitely definitely a better point for woking because any points on the board especially with south end being two games in hand on them it's it's definitely a point that they want to be want to be grabbing
1: yeah, I agree definitely, and I just wanted to say for your um, first sort of match review, especially in the circumstances that you've had facing you this week, I think you did a very good job there. Um, but now I think I think even though we're a preview show, it's always a bit difficult for us because we re- we aim to record every Thursday, so sometimes it's Tuesday night games that somebody needs to touch upon. So that's kind of where we're going to go to um, now, and just quickly like touch upon the games from Tuesday night, but. It it was a so for my team especially. I'll start with lattics It was a big, a big night really. It was it was a big game because obviously we were going into that game uh one point behind the playoff positions. Uh, but we were sort of in a little bit of a I'm going to call it a mini rut of form really because I don't think it's a it's not like a bad like a full run. We we literally we've only been uh we've only not won in our last two games. But it was like. Because we were already one point behind, if we weren't to pick up maximum points again, you know, the gap could have opened a bit. So it was a really sort of important game. And and look, for I've got to be honest, for me at that game, for 75 minutes, Oldham Athletic were the worst team on that football pitch. And then it was like something clicked where they were like, shit, we need to win this game or shit, we at least need to get... We at least need to get a point from here because we we did go one nil down as well, um, and then we just got working hard and luckily we got the the two goals in like the last sort of 15, 20 minutes of the game, which could be a very very big three points for us. Um, and I've been having this discussion actually, and uh, I think we'll we'll touch upon it a little bit, but there seems to be a bit of sort of um, tension. In the Alden fan base at the minute, because you've got a crop of fans that want like sexy football and results, and then you've got the fans that that are like me that are like, I can comfortably cope with watching Alden play not the best football if we get the results. Mm. Now, w- where do you stand on that sort of argument? Because it's like I've I've genuinely seen people maybe not for this game but this season goal. I'd much rather see us lose four three but have a good goal then scrape a 1-0 win. And to me, that that logic boggles my mind because the only thing that Olden fans should care about this year is getting in them playoff places and going to Wembley and winning promotion. I don't care how we do it. Surely that's the logic that your team would have, your your fan base would have if if you were going for promotion. So what are your thoughts on that? I,
2: I can see both sides, right? Like, especially as a neutral, you like to see really nice football. but. Like when it's your team, like if you're in a solid position, right? Like fair enough. Try and get those really nice, beautiful passes, really good play, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, three points is three points, and exactly. I don't, I don't know why you choose a nil point game over three when you can, like, especially if you're uh, someone like Oldham who are in and like in and around the playoffs, and you're wanting to be up there. Or again, at the bottom of the table, if you're in and around the the relegation, like points are points, and I don't. It's always nice to watch a really nice game of football. You don't want to be going home, going, oh, that was a game, and it was one 0 and you still won, but you're a bit like, meh Yeah,
1: I but at the I, end I, of the day, don't...
2: it's points.
1: Maybe I'm just uh, older beyond my years, and maybe I'm just a little bit boring, but like. I just don't think any Oldham fan would care in the long run. Once if we get if it comes to May time, we win that play final, nobody's going to be like, "Oh yeah, we we've not played the best football, but we're in League 2. You know what I mean? Like address that in the summer. That's you know, once we've accomplished our goals, that's when we can try and get a playstyle in. Surely, you know what I mean? Um, but maybe I'm maybe I'm in the minority, and I'm comfortable no, with that because
2: I I do agree with that. I do agree with that, especially if you are pushing for that that sort of promotion. You, I I think that people won't. I think what you tend to find is, if you're playing kind of poorly but you're still getting the win, you don't you don't kind get people team. saying, "Oh, we played really badly." You get people saying, "Oh, that's winners' mentality," you know, finding a way to win, uh, even if it's not beautiful. Like I wish it tends to be first something on
1: people like. Social media, to be fair, but it's definitely not, or not with the ma- majority anywhere. Um, mm. But I'd, yeah, I mean, like I said, but I think football for me. Obviously, you pay your money, so you want to be entertained. Of course, it's an inter- it's an entertainment sport. But also, I follow a team because I, I want... Ultimately, everyone follows a football team because they want success. And Alden, right now, we've got a shot of success. And I don't care how that transpires in front of my eyes as long as we're still in with a shot, and we are. Um. But anyway, that's enough of my little rant. <laughs> and I'm, I'm happy we've just got the three points so far, and hopefully we can... Uh, bring it on into Saturday and we'll touch upon the Saturday games in a second. But I also just wanted to touch upon two re- other key results from um, Tuesday. So the first one was also involving a, a team with playoff aspirations and it was um all the shots. Very, very, very surprising. Um, a 5-0 loss at home to AFC Fylde. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think it was surprising that they won, considering how good the form has been over the last five six games, and we talked about them last week on this podcast. But five nil at home to a playoff chasing team—that yeah. is a statement and half, isn't it? Like, I think it, it again. It comes back to what we talked about on the debut of this podcast. Like, I don't think there's a league like the National League where if you don't turn up or if you play at sixty percent, anyone can expose anyone and anyone can beat anyone. But five nil is staggering, really, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I mean, like, obviously, it's well. They're now seventh and seventeenth. I don't know if that's where they were when the game was played, but there's only ten points between them. Like, there's actually like, it's, they're actually really close together. Like, you wouldn't you wouldn't think it given their positions in the league, but there's only there is only ten points between them. Uh, but it's an absolute like, it's, that's a great great result for Fylde and not you know what, if we were doing predictions for the Tuesday games, I would not have guessed that at all. No,
1: absolutely not.
2: Even if I was to do an upset, because obviously filed, like you say, they've got a really good form at the moment. They've won the last four in a row. Um... And like, even if I was to say there was an upset, I wouldn't say five nil. No You'd think way. Like a,
1: like a two nil or a two one, or you know, but not. Just, I'd
2: probably but... even say like the sneaker one 0 Like, yeah. And that that sort, of say, like... because it's an away game for them, and you know, even with good form, it's hard to go to somewhere that's really got like playoff aspirations. Uh, it's hard to go somewhere like that and win, and to absolutely thrash them. Is a it's a really good result for Fylde.
1: I mean, I guess I guess it um sort of brings up the question. Is it is it do you think it's just a bad day at the office for Aldershot shot, or do you think it could lead to like further complications in the sort of charge?
2: I mean, it's the first loss in a while, but they've they've been quite sort of they're not very consistent. Um I I think it'll be it's important to see how they'll they'll bounce back from that. Um obviously they're they're at home again this this weekend, so we'll see if they can mm. sort of make their home solid again. <laughs> um, but it I, especially because they're against Alti who are obviously also for the playoff
0: playoff Fine. push
2: and uh up there and obviously above them, uh, I think it'd be really interesting to see if it does affect them or not. I'm I think it'll be a blip personally. I think it's just a little blip, but it might be something bigger.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And finally, the last game I just want to touch upon from Tuesday like night very quickly. Partly because again, I think Grant has put sort of like a a positive jinx on Dawkins because we had a long form discussion on the podcast on Monday about where we you know, where we see Dawkins and where we see Mark Quiet and whether he maybe should put his sort of not Maybe "egos" the wrong word, but there was question marks of whether he should just be the chairman and get an actual manager in with you know pedigree to guide them out of a dogfight, if you would. Uh, and obviously, Grant, I know Grant feels very strongly about that, and he's he's been winding up the uh, dorking fans on using our social media handles for a good couple of weeks. But as always happens when when you speak about one thing, the opposite happens. And it talk it talk about big wins on Tuesday. I think that obviously other than the fight of nil being a statement win, I think in terms of table ramifications, uh, mm-hmm. Dawkins' win away to York is um, probably the biggest result of the night in terms of table ramifications, because Massive. it it lifts Dawkins back out of them uh, relegation spots and maybe gives them a bit of confidence that they need to go on the sort of a customary uh, run that we always know Dawkins can do, because... You know, Dawkins always, since they've come up to this level, they, they've always seemed to have been in and around the sort of relegation spots till this time of year. And then it's like something clicks with Mark White and his men. And it's like they just know how to guide themselves to safety. And now I'm more confident in Ever that that, that, that will happen, you know. But obviously there is a lot of football to be played still.
2: You've now just done the opposite jinx.
1: See, I'm, so me and Grant play good cop, bad cop when it comes to darking you know what I mean? So I don't want darking coming at me on my social media, so I, I'm happy to, like, be the nice one and, and, and get a bit of the respect back, whereas I think I Grant is Grant is the evil uh, puppeteer sometimes with the darking fans, and I guess every good podcast needs that, though, right? It's about uh, yeah. opposing opinions and stuff. So, yeah, but I think... You can't was, agree
2: all the time, can you?
1: That's it. I, th- I think it was a massive result for Mark White mm-hmm. and his men, though, and I fully expect them to uh, carry on that sort of confidence and form and, uh, and guide themselves to safety. Um, so before, I'm going to change the order a little bit because I w- originally we were going to do uh, the run-through of the Saturday games, but I think logically and logistically, so you can get your out of the way, I think it would uh, make more sense to touch upon the predictions um from last week and the fact that you might have won week one uh, and yes i will give you your applaud and uh congratulations you've won uh you've won the battle but you've not won the war you know what i mean I, it, it, I, it, it, was, it, it was your first week i just felt a bit sorry mm-hmm. for you and i thought let's just better in nice and easy you know just give her a chance that's all i'm doing
2: See, Aaron, I'm pretty sure I said last week this exact thing that you were you were all like, there's no way you're going to win. I'm so going to thrash you. And then I was like, well, if I win, you're just going to say that you were being nice to me because it was my first time. I so read that this would be the situation. Um, But basically, from these results, uh, I'm just I'm just better at doing this. Like I'm just better. You've just been you've been absolutely shown up Aaron. It wasn't even like one point difference. Uh, it was it was quite a bit. So for those, um, we've we've come up with the most complicated scoring system ever, right? Mm-hmm. So bear with, if you've got the exact score correct, you got three points. If, if we both gone the correct way, um but we've got different scores the one closer got two points and the other one got one uh and if you didn't you got zero um and if one went the correct way and one didn't uh you got two so as you can see a very nice confusing scoring system and i've been trusted with scoring our predictions this week go on
1: yeah, I was just going to touch upon that because there, there might be people thinking, you know, if we're giving you the, sco- the scoring powers, you can just rig the competition for you. And and this is something i brought up in, in HR and, I, I you know, I, you feel not like trust
2: bit,
1: me. I feel a bit hard done by. So going forward, uh, when we've got a bit more time, Grant, our producer, is going to uh, ref the competition and hopefully we'll have some nice graphics and stuff with like, a table put up and stuff like that so it, you, you'll be able to see it a bit more visually but um for week I attempted one, or... to
2: make one and it was it was as good as someone who got a d in art can make which is <laughs> blue no. circles and that's it
1: <laughs> I like it I like it and like I said I'll give you your, your your flowers for week one but I will I will uh remind you that we've got to go all the way through to May you know what I mean it's, it's mm. a marathon, not a sprint, and I'm very very confident that it was just an off week for me, and um, hopefully c- come this time next week, you've not gone two nil ahead, and and it's a, a level playing field once again. Um, but yeah, the less said about that, the better, I think. So shall yeah, we move you, on to? Um... You got
2: you got you got thrashed by a whole three points, Aaron. I'm not I'm not letting you move on so quickly. I've got just I've just I've just got to let everyone know that it's not just like one game. That, yeah, but that you say I that absolutely by, by like
1: our that. scoring record um by our scoring chart, you if say you... a whole three points. That is just one correct score.
2: Yeah, but that means that you got a whole zero on that score. So
1: listen. I need my team and army to back me up here. I can't I can't go under here. I can't I don't crumble with the pressure. I don't like how I'm feeling right now. Um mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, enough of that. Enough of that, and let's focus on um what saturday's fixtures are looking like uh, and then we'll come back and do our um heated predictions for this week but before that i think we should just kind of have a little bit of a scan over the fixtures and and see what we're feeling and what we think will be the the tie of the round and maybe well i will definitely allocate you um uh, your game of the week for next week as well.
2: What's
1: so game of the week? I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. Let, let's go. So uh, straight away for me, I think we can't do a look ahead to Saturday's games without probably, and I, th- I probably, I think you probably agree here, right? There's only one game that we can probably call game of the, uh, tie of the week, and I'm probably going to give you it for your game of the week as well because it is that big. I think it's um, Chesterfield versus Bromley. Now, mm-hmm. people might listen to that and think, but Aaron, Chesterfield have wrapped up the league whether they lose to Bromley or not. And you're right, they, they absolutely have. Chesterfield are storming it. It's not really them I've got to focus on, but from a Bromley perspective, I've just, I, know, I know it's crazy to say that the second, but I think this is another one of them games that we could be looking at. Like with the Rochdale-Otringham game last week where we're saying if Bromley don't win, then, you know, like it, it could sort of be a a must win because you see how tight that second and third spot is in the race between Bromley and Barnet, and you know if Chesterfield do beat Bromley, then it opens the door for uh, Barnet to take the second spot, really, doesn't it? So it's a big, big game, isn't it, Lauren?
2: Yeah, completely. Uh, it's it like we've said, this whole league, other than other than Chesterfield, is so tight, uh, and if you wanted to to snaffle that second spot. Like, especially with Ulti and Aldershot playing as well. Like, Bromley really, really have to try and keep that that second spot, at least as long as they can. Um, I definitely, definitely think it's uh, one of the biggest games this weekend.
1: I, I think also, I think from probably, like, bottom half of the table, you're probably looking at another one that people might might sort of look at is um, Kidderminster versus Darkin mm. you know, for, for a relegation six pointer, really, uh, especially probably from a kiddie point of view, in terms of you know, the they're a little bit adrift, and I say a little bit because it is it is only two points, but like I think it's very rare that you get two games with like opposite ramifications, like a almost you know a promotion, uh. Decider or a promotion match and a relegation match in the same weekend, and and that's what we've got this weekend. So it's going yeah. be mean, very exciting, isn't it?
2: You could even consider the uh, the Oxford City versus South End game to be another one down there at the bottom. That's gonna be uh, an important one. Although Oxford now are starting to fall away quite a bit yeah. more than the rest. So
1: of them. that that's why I didn't I didn't pull that one up because mm. without with all due respect to Oxford City and they did marvelous last year in in the South and. And you deserve to be here for this season, but I think they've just very quickly found out that the pedigree between the north and south divisions and the national league divisions are a whole world's apart, and that you know the sliding. And I, I feel like I might walk. I, I'll start walking if uh, Oxford survive relegation at this point, um, but I could be wrong, and that might be incredibly rude and um, and sort of. Uh, well, what's the word, uneducated by me, but I just don't see it because yes, it is only, so what is it? It's, well, the seven, the seven points adrift now, but also Southend have three games in hand. You know what yeah. I mean? So it, it would be You're what right. we would pass as a great escape, really, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah. No, I I, I do agree with you there. It was more the fact that, because obviously, points on the board are, in my opinion, much more, opinion, uh, much more important than games in hand. Yes. Um, And whilst it might not be a game that could save Oxford City, it could be a game that determines whether Southend are still in this sort of relegation battle. Because obviously, with their two games in hand, if they can win this and go on to win their others, they they crawl right out of that relegation fight. But if they lose it, then they still are right in there with with Woking and Kidderminster and that sort, just trying to survive.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, like, like you say, um, you should never... Maybe I'm being a bit too harsh because I think one thing we've learned about football is you can never really count anyone out until it's over, over. But it just it seems very unlikely at this point for Oxford. And this is probably where we're, we come back to this. I can see this getting clipped and going viral when uh, when Oxford complete a last day escape, you know, never seen before in the National League. And, and I'll be the most hated person in Oxford, I think. But... Um, Yeah, I I just can't see it. But like you say, it's a a big, big game for um, um, Southend uh, and Mm -hmm. a big weekend with both bottom half and top half of the table ramifications. But other other than them two that we've highlighted as sort of um, maybe potential games to look at this weekend, can you think of any that stick out to you that might be... Might be games to sort of highlight and keep a lookout on as well.
2: Um, other than I slightly mentioned the the shots Ulti game, I think again with that being like fourth and uh, fourth and seventh, obviously both in the in the playoffs uh, in the play zone. I think is that, is that right? Yeah, the playoff places. Well, yeah, well, yeah, but I was making sure that it is it is it two to seven in the playoffs. Yes. Yes. Okay, that's what I was checking. I, I would. That's what that I did know. My little, my little relegation, uh, my promotion. Pl- oh wow, you can tell no. it's one of those she, days.
1: She's took a, she's took a bump and she's all over the place. I,
2: oh my goodness! You know what? It's it has so been one of those days. Anyway, right. <laughs> so. Uh both in the the playoff places and like we've said with it just being so tight at the moment, well the whole league, but especially up at the top. Um, I mean they're only they're only four points from each other. It yeah, brings yeah, them yeah. like it, the whole place could be shuffled shuffled around by uh by this time on Sunday, or well, this time Crazy. on Saturday, but um yeah.
1: Well, yeah. so I think. Everyone's eagerly anticipating our uh, predictions league for week number two of the podcast. But before we go into that, because I, I, I will let you into a little uh, post-production uh, secret here. With, with the excitement of episode number one, we realized after recording, we went straight through on a full hour recording without putting space for our advertisers and sponsors. And and what? Grant, because Grant is such a skilled producer. He managed to put it all together seamlessly and make it look like we didn't do the ad break at the very end of the recording. So to stop that from happening this week, I'm going to call it now. And we're just going to take a minute or two away from the podcast so you can listen to our wonderful sponsors. So we'll be back in a minute.
2: Ready to pop the question?
0: So,
1: that was a message from our sponsors this week. And like always, without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do here. And we appreciate them. Um, But back to the football and back to the the exciting part of the podcast. Now, my favourite part of the podcast, even though I am coming in off a losing week, but I'm going to rectify it this week. It's time for the head-to-head predictions for this week's game week. Um. So yeah. So in fact, Lauren, I am gonna let you start, and oh, you can you can carry fans. on the momentum and the excitement of your one nil lead, and and see what you can come up with.
2: Well, I'll get my pen out ready. I'm excited. So just to check with you, my losses game of the week that I am telling you about next week is the Bromley Chesterfield game. Bromley
1: Chesterfield. Yeah, okay, I, I'm gonna. I don't think I don't think I know you've got the relegation six-pointer, but I think in terms of like Bromley, it, it's probably the biggest game of Bromley's season, I would imagine. Especially the thing is, or you've got a couple of this game, and we'll probably give it equal airtime next week. But you've got a couple of this game, the Bromley Chesterfield game with the Barnet game as well, because if Bromley mm-hmm. lose the game, but Barnett, like draw the game or, or lose the game, you know Bromley is safe still for now. Um, so. Like, Bromley have to lose. And playing
2: as well, Yeah, absolutely Bro-
1: Bro- smashed it, it out of the park. Bromley have to – let me just check the table. So, Bromley – yeah, so if Bromley lose to Chesterfield and Barnet beat uh, Fylde, then Bar- Barnett will go into second. Um, but that, that's the only way – unless I've done my math wrong, is that the only way it can happen this weekend?
2: Yeah, that's
1: the only way it can happen. Yeah, Nice. So, yeah, I think that it makes the most logical unless, sense.
2: Unless Barnett win by, like, f- four or five goals. No, four goals. They could win by four goals and go second anyway. Because uh, they'd both then be on 59 points. But that, mean, that's, that's what, a win in a bit.
1: After what File did to... Uh... Older shot on Tuesday night. You never know, you know, there's you never know in this
2: league,
1: there's goals in this division. That's all we're going to (laughs) say. But like I said, I think it would make most logical sense. And if you're happy with that, that can be your game of the week. Yeah, agreed,
2: much agreed. Okay, so
1: let's go into predictions.
2: Let's get this buggy in, right? So, first things first is Ebbs Fleet Eastley. Now, Ebbs Fleet have just like yesterday announced a new manager uh Danny Danny Searle. So. so right um do i think that there'll be that new manager bounce quite possibly you know i feel like we might get a little bit of an upset here um I, I, especially with fleet being able to draw against chesterfield at the mm-hmm. the weekend um i reckon we could get a little bit of a a surprising result here so i'm going to say um 2-1 to ebbs fleet. um okay next game kineminster dorking I'm, I'm gonna say dorking's gonna win this um I've, I've got confidence in dorking going ahead uh and i'm gonna say that's gonna be a 1-0 dorking win
0: um
2: filed barnet I think Fylde has had a really good run of it at the moment, uh, and I, I think that they'll be able to keep that going, especially because Barnett's been struggling. Uh, so I'm going to say a, a nice 2-0 to Fylde there. Um, Bromley, Chesterfield. Now, this is an intriguing one. I reckon they're going to drop some points, but not all of them. I'm going to say this is going to be a one all draw.
1: Oh look at you! Look at you you've got a splinters in your bottom for sitting on the fence. Uh,
2: I'm could not never, sitting on the fence. Could I'm... never
1: be me. That could never be me.
2: No, never. Uh, how many? How many draws did you uh, <laughs> call last week? <laughs> no, I mean in terms of
1: a big game like that, and you've got to draw because it's safety. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. No, i have not I'm called calling it because of safety. Her, basically,
2: I don't think I've called that because of safety because I think the safe thing to do would say that Chesterfield are going to win it.
1: Because mm, yeah, Chessfield
2: so. have been running away with it. But I think, given that they dropped points at the weekend, they might be a little bit uh upset by that. And I reckon that they could they could drop some points again here, especially with it being such a big game for Bromley. Uh I don't I don't think they'll win it, Bromley, personally. They might. I might have just shot myself in the foot there. But I reckon that they could hold it out for a for a one-all draw. So yes. I've I'm not sat on the fence. I've very, very carefully justified my draw.
1: I I, t- I tell you something. I tell you something. We'll let the audience decide on whether they think you've sat on the fence there or not.
2: Okay. Um, um, if anyone needs any more justification, um, <laughs> hit, hit us up. On a, a on slide the show. into the I'll, I'll get I'll get into the replies <laughs> on the Twitter. Going live. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Carry um, on. <laughs> Wheelstone <we're... laughs> Gateshead. Now, uh, b- 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 I'm gonna say. 2 0 Gateshead, I think. I'm not I, I feel like I probably should put out some sort of like seven niler in this league. I feel like I mean, I say that like like that's actually crazy, but last week Dagenham won seven one.
1: Yeah, exactly. So like
2: Oh, would it be cheeky to say seven one Daggers against York City again? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, mean, I mean I've never seen I don't think I've seen a, a, a team in my lifetime record two back to back 7-1 wins but if you want to do that and give me a chance then go for it
2: Loz oh, you say that now and I won't go for it and then it'll be 7-1 and we'll like, we'll get clipped for like ever <laughs> <laughs> Um. no I'm going to say 3-1 daggers um Nice. I think they're still going to win that one. Um, yeah, that's that's the only reasoning I've got for that one. We've got to deal with just... I think they're going to win it, because they okay. are, in my opinion. Okay, Maidenhead, Oldham. Hmm.
1: Bear in mind, we are really, 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 really good friends, and that could change right now, you know? Could it? it could. Yeah,
2: but maybe I'm a jinx. Maybe, maybe... Uh, well, actually, if anything, you're the jinx because I, I got more points in there. Here that's we go. Good.
1: Here we go. She's never, <laughs> She to have that framed on the wall. You know, I be Aaron in week one. That's, that's what he's going to say.
2: Yeah. I'm, you know what? I'm going to get like a massive sort of A1 piece of paper and draw it in the background, the sort of tally. And then when you're losing, I'm just going to carefully place my... Oh, when you're winning, I'm going to place my head over your scores. And I like, nice. look like I'm winning.
1: Nice. Anyway, I can't, anyway wait for you. I can't wait for you to predict my boys are going to lose. So go on. I know you want to do it.
2: No, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to say 2-1. I think they're going to have the same scoreline as the midweek. But I think Oldham are going to win.
1: 2-1 uh, away. I'll take that one. And I'll take it.
2: Yeah, I'm being nice. I'm being nice. Look at this. Come, come to bite me in a bit when when you do lose, and I've been nice because I want to keep this a nice civil podcast where we get on well. You know, look at this me me having to deal with podcast politics at this point. My <laughs> goodness. Oh, it's like last week how we had to we had to guess that um, Hartley Paul would win.
1: Yeah, to keep so, our jobs. Can you imagine yeah. that?
2: Imagine, and now, now I've got to do it again. <laughs> no, I do reckon that Hartleypool will win, but one nil. Um, so I, I'm, I'm giving, I'm putting my faith in them again. I hope she, that they don't.
1: If you want uh, a job for one more week, please, Grant.
2: Yeah, please, please keep me for a little bit longer, so I can. It's just, just so I can thrash you again, Aaron. It's <laughs> just so I can get another week of wins.
1: Honestly, I'm not going to lie, I think, I think the audience are going to be bored by the amount of times you've said that you beat me in week one.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, I'll hush about that now.
1: you like a record player, you're just stuck.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, they would be the same, you'd be the exact same and don't <clears throat> try and pretend you wouldn't.
1: I'm, I'm going to come in like, a, 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 like an olden shirt next week when I beat you, you know what I mean? Just get, get you ready so you know what it looks like, so when you've got to wear it, that's...
2: I understand, that's I understand. Uh, okay, Halifax will win um one nil. Okay. I think. Um you've got Oxford City South End, and I <laughs> I want Oxford to win one nil. I don't think they will, but I'm gonna predict it. And the start of the manifest. great
1: escape, yeah, is that what you're going for?
2: Um, I'm manifesting that they that they win this <clears> one <throat> nil. Uh, <throat> and it's gonna happen, and you're gonna you're gonna clip this. Um Solihull are going to beat Rochdale. They are going to beat Rochdale. And they're going to beat Rochdale 2-1. I've got three one nils in a row. Oh, well. Um, yeah, 2-1. You, you
1: can't change once
2: you've put them in. No, I'm keeping it. Don't you worry. Okay, good. Shots and ulti, I reckon it's going to be 0-0. Nil, nil. No. 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. I think it's going to be draw, but I'm going to go 2-2. Two, two. Um, so for, for all of my rambling, here's my predictions. We've got 2-1 Ebsfleet, 1-0 to Dorking, 2-0 to Filed, 1-all draw in the Bromley-Chesterfield game, uh, 2-0 to Gateshead, 3-1 to Daggers, uh, 2-1 to Oldham, 1-0 to Hartlepool, 1-0 to Halifax, one uh, nil to Oxford, 2-1 to Solihull, and a 2-all draw in the Shots ulti game.
1: Very nice.
2: Nice and succinct, that was.
1: Very nice. Right, so, are we ready for me? top the let, me let, let me change
2: my colour. Let me change colour pen. Do you want to be purple?
1: Yeah, go on. I like a bit of purple. Go on. So, I probably, you're probably going to accuse me of sitting on the fence here, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just going to call it how I see it. So. I think Fylde's wonderful run of form will end at the expense of Barnett because I think Barnett will so like be so desperate and smelling blood of that second space that they'll go for it. And I think Barnett are going to win 2-1, I think. I think it'll be tight, but I think Barnett will get the win. Okay. Then I think that'll get coupled with... This is this is the question, this is a question. I mm. see. I just don't think Chesterfield are going to lose. Are uh, going to drop points in back-to-back weekends because they've not done that pretty much all season. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go a, a 2 0 Chesterfield win away to Bromley. Sorry, Bromley fans. I know this is your big weekend. I uh, I, I I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Up, next up. I am going to go one-all between Ebsley, United and Eastley. And I think the run of uh, draws will continue for one more game week. Um, Yeah, and I think maybe you'll start to see different patterns of play and different tactics coming into play with uh, Sal being at the helm now. But I think it will take a a bit longer for him to get his first win. Mm. Um, And then Halifax will Now it's hard. It's hard to do the the predictions for the playoff uh, teams or the playoff contention teams without being biased, because there's a big part of me that wants Halifax to uh to get beat uh, because it would open up a bigger gap between Alderman and Fax. But I do think Halifax are going to win, and I think they'll win three one.
2: Three one. Yeah. Oof! Big scoring game
1: thanks for that alright
2: yeah no worries <laughs> that was that was nice and uh, helpful to this predictions
1: now now after seeing them on tv i mean it could just be a bad game like you say everyone seems to get drinks on tv but after seeing how boland wood played for 75 minutes against my boys at boundary park i think boland wood might get the three points, and it's with that statement that I regretfully get fired from the National League podcast two weeks in. But I've, got, you know, I've got I've got a back it with my chest, so I'm gonna go. Bournemouth one, Hartlepool United nil.
2: Okay, at least they're not thrashed.
1: No, no, I couldn't I couldn't do that to Grant. Um Kidderminster, Kidderminster and Dawkins. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna go one all and sit on the fence with that one. Okay. Maidenhead, Oldham Athletic.
2: <sighs>
1: I never like I never like predicting my own team because it always seems to go opposite to what I say. So the, the smart guy, in me could be like, "Yeah, Maidenhead to win," and then Oldham go and smack them. You know what I mean? But I don't I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've just read the private chat because I've been off it so long reading the um, reading the uh, fixes out. and I'm definitely going to on the phone to HR after this podcast with some of the comments Grant's made. But I've just realised Grant is HR, so I, I don't think I'm going to fight a winning battle, to be fair. But anyway, enough of the expletives. I'm back to the podcast. I, I'm going to say my boys are going to pick up a 3-1 away win.
2: Okay.
1: So this is what our drinks is when we lose 2-0 away from home. Um, <laughs> so next up, I am going to go for so Oxford City or South End. Now for last week I predicted South End to win quite comfortably and it just didn't materialise. And I feel like I've said South End are gonna go on a run for so many weeks in the review and it's just not happened. And I'm scared that South End Fans are going to come at me for keep predicting them to win and when when they're not doing it. But I've got I've to gotta think that they will beat Oxford City and I'm going to say they'll do it quite comfortably. And I'm going to go, mm, is this the one where I got stick my neck on the line and go for a bit of a big score? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. 4 mm. 1 South End away win. 4
2: 1 South End. I think that's
1: where it starts to click. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, Rochdale, Solihull Moors, again, being an Olden fan, I don't think I can win here, even if, if it is my true opinion, because they'll be like, you're just backing Rochdale to lose because you're an Olden fan and you don't like us, and guess what, maybe I am, maybe I am, but no, also I'm a professional, so I would never do that, but also I do think Solihull are going to win, so... I'm going to go 2-1 as well, I think. Is that what you said?
2: Um, I, yes, we're, I
1: we're like, agreeing on this one. Yeah, so I think I'm going to go 2-1. So I'm sorry, Rochelle no. fans, but I'm kind of not as well. Suck it up. Um, <laughs> um, so, next one. Um, Worldstone and Gateshead. I'm going to go one-all draw here. Okay. have got now a
2: lot of one-all draws.
1: Yeah, it, maybe it is my week to sit on the fence. Who knows? Daggers um, Daggers and York, I'm gonna go a 2 0 Dugganham and Redbridge win. Okay. And Alte and older Shot. I am gonna go a two-one Altrincham away win.
2: Okay. So that is all of our predictions in. Do you want
1: to do you want to recap mine from top to bottom as well? Yeah. Like you did with the others.
2: So Aaron is sitting on the fence um a lot in this prediction draw so we've I'm got I'm so,
1: a... I'm just so used to being sat down that's what it is.
2: So true. Uh <laughs> no so we've got <laughs> We've we've got a one all draw in Ebsley and Eastleigh. We've got a one all draw in the Dorking uh, Do- Kidderminster game. Got a 2 1 win for Barnet against Fylde. We've got a 2 0 win for Chesterfield. Another 1 all draw in the Gateshead game uh, against Wheelstone. Then we've got a 2 0 Daggers win, a 3 1 Oldham win, 1 uh, 0 Borehamwood win, 3 uh, 1 to Halifax, 4 1 to Southend, 2 uh, 1 to Solihull, and 2 1 to Ulti. I'm very excited about these because it's actually very few this week that we agree on. One, we
1: think, agree
2: right?
1: on one, two, three, four. Or oh, maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit more than you thought.
2: No, 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 no. We only we only agree on four. Whereas last week we agreed on almost all of them. Yeah,
1: but is there a, is there like a definite agree anywhere, or is that just like uh, yeah, we're both j- on the same only- way?
2: Only the Solihull game do we both definitely agree. All the rest of them are the same direction but different predictions. So it's right, there's definitely points, points to be won in this nice. uh, this round of predictions.
1: Nice. To, to be honest, I think this has fastly become like the highlight of my week. You know, waiting for them Saturday results to come in. Just you know, because the thing is as well, you know, if I put it back, you're gonna get a, like a tirade of WhatsApp messages from me, just like. Oh, I know. Will. I know. Back, I will. Like, I might
2: mute my phone on Saturday. <laughs> I might just block you for a day.
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll, what we'll do is we'll come back to this on on Sunday. Maybe you can get a bit of audio from me crying when you've gone too in the series. Who knows? And just just to finish up on, um, i I'd, I'd just like to point out that producer Grant is being horrendously horrendously nasty to me in this private chat tonight. If, if you guys if you guys could see what he was saying to me right now, you'd you'd call it disability discrimination, but I'm not going to go there because I am the bigger person. So mm. we're just going to leave it the way it is. But in terms of uh, end of episode, I think we're nearly there, but I did just want to touch upon something that isn't really preview or pre- predictions based, but I think it's definitely worth a shout because we've talked about it on the review podcast a couple of times. Now, some of you might know, um, but Oldham Athletics chairman Frank Rothwell uh, in 2018 um, decided he wanted to try and break a world record to become the oldest man to row across the uh, Atlantic solo, a record which he held. And then this year, he so he, he's already got the record, but this year he decided he wanted to go back because he's a madman, but because he's also a wonderful man. To break his own record and raise much more money for charity and today literally maybe 20 minutes before we hit the record um button on this podcast he landed uh back on he landed back on land he rode back to land in uh, antigua um and with that once again became one of the oldest men i think he's now tied the record i think to to solo the atlantic but also raised an incredible near three thousand uh three thousand what am I trying to say?
2: Three hundred.
1: sorry, three hundred thousand um pounds for Alzheimer's research. And his boat his boat was um was called Finding a Cure as well. And I just think anyone that knows Oldham Athletics since the takeover of Frank knows how much of a character he is, and this this is just a testament to the man that we've got on in our football club and absolutely you know,
2: incredible. It's
1: just, it's just an incredible, incredible. Achievement considering the guy is 74 years old, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, it's staggering, really. So, um, Frank, congratulations! And, and we can't wait to welcome you back to Boundary Park on the 24th. And you are a hero, hero and we're all very proud of you both here at the podcast and me with my old hat on. So, yeah, well done. Um, but if that is everything, unless you've got anything you want to add and maybe tell the audience that you beat me in week one, one more time. Um... Nah,
2: oh you know, I think at this point they might have maybe just about caught on to that fact. But you know, and maybe I haven't maybe I haven't said that enough. And so maybe next week when I win 2-0, I can do it all again.
1: Oh, bloody hell. The thing is, the, the
2: thing the is, you signed of... up for this, Aaron. This was your idea. You signed up for this.
1: I know because I was so caught co- i was so confident he was going to end up in an olden shirt sure, at the end of the season. Like, I thought, it, I thought it was such a safe bet. Um, but yeah, listen—you'll have to tune in next week to find out if Lauren has indeed gone two 0 up, which will be a disaster for my ego, or whether I've been able to pull it back. So. With that being said, make sure you uh, rate the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, watch us on YouTube, interact with us in the comments, and uh, we'll see you next week.
2: So, yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up
0: stunning high-end goods,